Welcome to the Delco Football Show, the weekly podcast that looks at all things Delaware County High School football from the staff of the Delco Times and PA Prep Live. I'm your host, Matthew DeGeorge, and I'm here with our football beat writer, Matt Smith. And then there were five. We've reached the District 1 semifinals in both Class 6A and Class 5A, featuring four Delco teams still alive. Cinderella story Garnet Valley takes on Perky Omen Valley in the 6A semis, while we could have an all-Delco 5A final. On one side, Academy Park hosts Marple Newtown Friday, while Springfield welcomes Westchester Henderson on the other side of the draw. And Saturday evening, Cardinal O'Hara takes on Imhotep Charter. We've got to start with Garnet Valley, which delivered an exemplary performance last week, tagging Neshaminy with its first loss of the season in a 42-14, I guess we can only describe it as a beatdown, to make the semis. Number four seed Perk Valley is up next, so Matt Smith, I've got to ask, is there reason to believe that this Garnet Valley run could possibly continue? Uh, yes, because they've proven that they can go up and beat a team like the Chamonix, which was also undefeated, and beat them by uh, 28 points. So, you know, who knows at this point? I think this is a different animal, Perkium Valley. Um, when a team's undefeated, all, all of them are legit unde- unbeatens at this point. And Park Valley is certainly that, but you know if Garner Valley just again they they are um, you know they're they're really running their their triple option offensive attack um, really making great Nick Giuliano, Giuliano the quarterbacks doing a great job just really sort of running that offense the way Mike Ricky kind of wants it to be managed and wants it to be run and you know you, you have so many uh kids really stepping up you know late in the game here uh the Patton kid the LASIK kid the running backs um have kind of uh really emerged into uh reliable varsity running backs who who can you know take 20 20 to 25 handoffs a game i mean Garnet Valley doesn't have really a, a true uh number 1 running back um you can put Jake Jake Bottomore has roughly 1000 yards this year so you could call him uh their leading rusher but uh you know he's more of an athlete an all-purpose mm-hmm. player garner valley has done a tremendous job kind of utilizing all of its all of its weapons this year um you know i know the chamonix was beat up a little bit uh some two of their their top receivers were, were injured in that game but they did a great job against mason jones the quarterback um and they took advantage of of mistakes uh they even scored a defensive touchdown i think uh it was uh rudolph had a fumble recovery mm-hmm. for a touchdown 60 yarder yeah so they're, they they uh, you know obviously everything kind of fell into place for them and, and they really pro- probably played their absolute best game of the season <laughs> i'm going to respectfully disagree about the the all unbeatens being legitimate because nishamani did not look like a legitimate unbeaten last week and that's not to take away from garnet valley but they just railroaded them. Uh, that's yeah. a phenomenal performance. And maybe I'm a little jaded when I look at Garnet Valley because a l- couple times early in the season against Ridley, for instance, this is the Garnet Valley team that I thought could be there. When you look at the pieces that are there on the line, when you look at all the different interchanging weapons that they're able to use out of the backfield, this is what I kind of thought Garnet Valley could be. And I'm sure what a lot of people hoped that they could be. And that's why I picked them a couple times when those picks didn't really come to fruition. Um, I'm not bitter about it. so, But this is really their potential. And they're really playing to their their fullest potential at this time of the year, which is huge. Yeah. Now, it's going to be a different animal against Perk Valley. The contrast is so stark between these teams. 
Perky Omen Valley has one of the best quarterbacks around in Steven Sturm. These numbers that he's put up are just insane. I mean, he's thrown for 8,261 yards, which is more than Pat Devlin did in his career at Downingtown East, uh, which is a state record, uh, I think, for the, the big classification as that's kind of shifted. Sturm's thrown for 3,174 yards and 40 touchdowns this season. That's 12 games, 40 touchdowns. That's nuts. Meanwhile, you've got Garnet Valley, which threw the ball one time against Neshaminy. We overuse that term, clash of styles, but this is really a clash of styles, as much as you could imagine. Yeah, he, and he's going to Sturm. He can set the career touchdown record in Pennsylvania this week. I, I think he has 92 career touchdowns. The record's 94. Uh, he's absolutely one of the greatest quarterbacks in state history. I mean, he has the numbers. Just think, I, I, looking at his season totals, um, compare that to Delco. I mean, th- those are those numbers would be by and far Delco records, obviously. But but compare to like um, Marple Newtown Anthony Paoletti, like he only has you know twenty five hundred yards and twenty four touchdowns, and he's our best quarterback in Delaware County. And so to look at Stephen uh, Sturm's numbers at Park Valley, it's just oh, absolutely wow. And Garner Valley is. They're obviously going to have their hands full. I've but only they, seen some highlights of him. Obviously, he's he's pretty incredible. The one thing that Stephen Stern means to me is that Perk Valley plays some long games. So if you're a Garnet Valley fan and you're headed up uh, to beautiful Greaterford on uh, on Friday night, prepare for a three-hour affair because it's going to be long. Winner of that game gets the winner of North Penn and Coatesville. That's the one in the four seed. That's going to be a shootout in its own right. Yeah. Shifting gears to 5A. Delco is guaranteed to have a finalist. That's going to be the winner of the Marple Newtown Academy Park game, and they will take on, obviously, the winner of Springfield-Henderson. It's an interesting contrast when you look at Marple and AP. Their games last week, AP kind of eased past, eventually, Bishop Shanahan, 26-13. Marple needed two overtimes to vanquish Westchester East, 38-37. They're kind of contrasting styles. Again, you've got a run-heavy team in AP, You've got a passing-heavy team in Marple that has acquired a lot more efficiency on the ground through Marlon Weathers. What do you see in that matchup? That's a tantalizing matchup. It is. It's sort of one of those games that you uh, really get excited about if you're a fan of, of Delaware County football. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a I don't want to say dream match matchup. That's being, I don't want to overstate it, but it's it's one of those games that you look in September you look ahead and go oh wow it would be really cool to see you know Marple Newtown versus Academy Park or something like that I mean you got the Central's best against the Delvell's best obviously those two leagues do not uh, play each other during the, the course of the year most importantly it <clears throat> shuts down debate about the Super it Seven because down, those yeah. two teams play and then that way it's only the Interacts and and Cardinal O'Hara that are yelling at us so it at least yeah. controls it a little bit but. It is very uh, tantalizing. I think there are similarities. I mean, they're, they're both sort of spread spread offenses. You know, they're they're high tempo offenses. You know, I, I mentioned Anthony Paoletti, the, the Marple Newtown quarterback. He's actually, believe it or not, he's he's less than two hundred yards from from that uh, the single season county record uh, for most yards. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere this year. But I, um, you know, he's Dennis Decker's. 26-year record is which barely, very much... Which barely survived last year. Jack Donaghy was, what, yeah. like 10 uh, 20, yards behind it? Like something 20 yards, yeah. Something really meaning, really so small. he has a good chance to do that. Academy Park, as good as they are in the secondary, and, I, you know, Jamal Martin, 
uh, those guys. Teddy Wright's kind of more of a linebacker this year. But uh, Shannon Phyllis, as good as those guys are, they have shown weaknesses. I, I've seen them just kind of like, you know, blow an assignment here or there. They did a really good job last week against Bishop Shanahan. Even though you know their quarterback and their offense, they were so up tempo and they 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 connected on a lot of intermediate passes and the quarterback threw for the Nick Skolski, the Bishop Shanahan's quarterback, threw for uh, you know two twenty two thirty. So they really uh, they moved the ball with the, the intermediate passing game. I think that's going to be a challenge for Academy Park against Marple's. Uh, wide receivers. I mean, it's the best collection of wide receivers in the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Mathis, Carmen Christiana. Dash Dolgarian. And, and Dash Dolgarian and Mathis are neck and neck with each other this year in terms of catches and yardage. They, they were both at like 800, 850 and like 40 catches and, and both with like eight touchdowns. So it's those two guys, Dolgarian and Mathis, are huge weapons in this game. But I think for Marple to win, they will have to establish a running game. I don't think they're going to rely – they can't rely solely on, on the passing game and Paoletti kind of throwing 30, mm-hmm. 35 times a game because Academy Park, what they are good at, they're, they're good at rushing the quarterback and, and, and causing you to make plays, you know, on the run. And um, Paoletti, obviously he's one of those kids who can, who can make a lot of things happen. But it it would be a concern because, you know, that linebacker core of Academy Park. Such a dangerous Yeah, they're so dangerous. dangerous. They're so unit. athletic, and they converge it from both sides, and they will they can they can rattle you as a quarterback. So that's where Academy Park's going to have to win the game, I think. But it, it's important for Marple Newtown to establish some kind of a ground game. And Marlon Weathers has really, really uh, stood out these last couple weeks. He's had some big games. There's some things that I like trending in AP's direction. You look, last week they got DeJon Miller, they got Teddy Wright, each over 100 yards, which is a big key to victory for them. Mm -hmm. I also look at Anthony Paoletti's numbers against Westchester East last week. He was 10 for 24. not had great numbers last for in the playoffs. Two so interceptions, still, still two hundred and three yeah. mm-hmm. yards. So he's still his yards per completion is still very right. high. But the two interceptions that gives me pause because AP is definitely a playmaking secondary. Right. They are going if you give them openings, they are going to make plays. They are going to cause turnovers. But by the flip side, sometimes they're prone to giving up the big play. And we saw yep. that as far back as as the Radner game early in the season. Yeah. My final point on that would be if Teddy Wright and. De- John Miller have similar type uh, production um, in terms of running the ball for Academy Park, and Taylor Moore's only has to throw the ball six, seven, eight times like he did last week. Marple's going to be in trouble because that means that Academy Park's kind of doing what it sets out to do every week in terms of uh, uh, controlling t- time of possession um, and just wearing you down with their two stud athletes in, in Miller and Wright. And let's not overlook the fact that going down to Academy Park and beating that team there, that is a daunting proposition. Uh, You've got to be tough. Academy Park has 21 straight wins at home. There you d- go. Dating back to 2013. And so at home, they've won 21 in a row. So <laughs> You look on the other side, there's a little bit of a contrast. You talked about spread them out offenses. On the other side, you've got Springfield-Henderson, and they're two grinded-out teams, yeah. which is not a knock on their offense, but it's really more about the fact that they play really strong defense. I saw Springfield last week. Probably going to see them again this week. Last week, they benefit against Great Valley in a 24-10 win. Uh, the unfortunate injury to Rob Geis, who's a very, very good quarterback yeah. at Great Valley. 
But, you know, he gets hurt early in the fourth quarter. Even if Geis had led them to a score there, it would have been 24-14 with, I think, uh, about seven minutes to play, something like that. Springfield was still secure in that victory. They got 117 yards out of Jaden McKenzie, seven yards per carry out of Phillip Shovlin. And Johnny Finelli, on a really, really windy night, goes 9 for 10 through the air. That's huge. You look at Henderson, even if you look back to their game story last week, on paprepLive.com, where they toppled uh, last year's old 4A, uh, Upper Dublin. They were the champions of the old 4A bracket. They just grinded out a 17-14 win. They've got one big play uh, guy in, in, in C.J. Preston. They've got a junior quarterback in, in Joe Salino who doesn't make a ton of mistakes, and they've got a really hard-nosed defense. This is going to be a tight game. I, I would say it's you know first to twenty, but I don't think either of these teams is getting to twenty. Yeah, I think so too. And I, uh, tonight I I spoke with um, Chris Burton, the Springfield head coach, and you said grind it out. Those are the same exact words he used to describe Henderson, just a grind it out game. And I think his quote was that um, they kind of hang around, hang around, and at the end of the game, and at the when the game's over, you look up and they've won another game. They, they've won some close games this year. And um, Britton kind of compared Henderson to his team, just a scrappy team that doesn't wow you but just kind of does everything right. And Springfield, you know, it's it's kind of been understated, but they've really been one of the – you know, I don't want to say the class of Delaware County football this year, but right up there. I mean, they, they've really been top to bottom, probably the most consistent team in, in the county. And I know we have a couple teams with – 10, 10 and 11 wins this year. Um, so what's important, and I just want to mention C.J. Preston is roughly four, 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. He's averaging about six yards per ca- carry. He's uh, the leading rusher in Chester County. So, and uh, on the flip side of that, Springfield's rush defense is only allowing 77 yards, uh, rushing yards per game. So that'll be a, kind of a, a matchup to watch is – Springfield's run defense, was, which is so good, um, against uh, this Preston kid who obviously is one of the best rushers um, Springfield will see this year. I feel pretty comfortable saying, and with all apologies to Ridley and uh, all apologies to Innenborough, I feel comfortable saying that AP and Springfield, those are the two best defensive yeah. units in the county this mm-hmm. year. They're really right. effective. I was really surprised against Ryan Hubley, who's an outstanding Great Valley wide receiver. They limited him four catches yeah. for one yard because every time he caught the ball, there was a Springfield guy there, Greg Tomasio, guys like that, Joe Kennedy. They're right. just absolutely rabid getting after the ball, and that's huge. And that's going to come up really big against Henderson because it's going to be a tight game. Yeah. And it, it might come down to Preston or McKenzie. If one of them can can bust a, a game-changing play, it might come down to field goals. We, ne- we never know. Yeah. We do have to touch on Saturday night at the Benjamin Johnson Super Site is uh, Cardinal O'Hara Imhotep. Imhotep comes in. <laughs> Their reputation certainly precedes them. 10-0. and 0. They've given up 27 points this year. They've scored 444, which is nice and crisp. Uh, they beat uh, Bartram 42-6 in the uh, Public League Class 4A championship last week. I assume an extra week of prep for O'Hara helps, but I guess help is a relative term against Imhotep. You're shaking your head. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, listen, we've seen what Imhotep's capable of against Academy Park last year, and, and, and Academy Park was sort of Delaware County's Imhotep charter, right? I mean, just a bunch of kids, athlete, athlete types, and, and you saw Academy Park get absolutely manhandled against Imhotep charter who 
team, which, by the way, was probably better than this year's version of Imhotep. Um, they were probably a bit better uh, last year on their way to winning a state championship. You know, in regards to O'Hara, sure it helps them uh, the extra week. Um, and they've had a couple uh, bye weeks this year. B- Coach B.J. Hogan said to me, hey, we're going to line up. We're going we're gonna to give it our best shot, you know. But I still see just – you can't help but kind of feel sorry for O'Hara because – there's a um, very strong possibility that their 10-0 and season kind of ends with a whimper. And that's sort of a shame. That, that It is a shame because they, they probably deserve better. And it's funny that the District 12, you still have these powerhouses that are just better than everyone else in District 12, whether it's the the Woods or the Preps or, in this case, Imhotep Charter. There's – there's always that one team that you're going to run into and you kind of look on paper and it's it's really a mismatch. And I think O'Hara, unfortunately, is going to meet their, their fate this year, this week. The one thing I'll say is that, and I'm sure B.J. Hogan will pass this message along to his team, it's not often that you have that breakout season and it goes all the way. Right. It's not often that you get over every hurdle in your breakout season. This has been a breakout season for O'Hara. Yeah. And if they stumble at this hurdle, there's going to be another season for right. this group, for a lot of young kids on that team, and for B.J. Hogan's progress at this program. There are going to be brighter days ahead, and this is not the end of the road for them. I, I think the good thing is that after these last couple of years, O'Hara is back on the right track as a program. There's so much to look forward to in the future – and, and the senior class here can be so proud of their accomplishments this year. Um, so I do want to amend one thing, and I blame this on myself. Last week I did, when we were talking about Innerboro and uh, Pottsgrove, I said the winner of that game would move on to play the winner of Imhotep and, o- and O'Hara. Um, the PIAA sort of changed their, their brackets around this year. The District 12 champion, so Imhotep, or O'Hara will then face the District 2 champion. Uh, that's my bad guy for not recognizing that last week when we were discussing uh, this scenario. So the winner here, the, the winner of Imhotep O'Hara, will then face the District 2 champion. That covers all of this week's games. You can find our previews for all of the games in Friday's edition of the Daily Times and online at paprepplive.com. You can follow Matt Smith on Twitter at DTMattSmith or follow me on Twitter at SportsDrMD. Thanks very much for listening.